five more than we thought we would do. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> five more, five more than most people would want, huh? Alrighty, we're back, guys. Our man Josh Rybeck out there in Orange County. Our man Rich Valdivia, Bakersfield. No Mario today. You know what? To be honest, not surprised Mario's not on, considering he flaked out on pushing the last podcast out like he promised to do after we held it for him because he opened his mouth. I think. Yeah, I think we need to punish him. We need to find something. I mean, should he already put a picture of himself with the haircut that he used to have? It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> Clearly, has no standards in his life. And and some of his real friends are encouraging him to grow that hair back out because they're trying to get his wife to divorce him. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Trooper. I think it's against his dress code at work, though. Oh wait, he oh, doesn't work. Wow. <laughs> wow. Absolute nonsense. Uh, how you guys doing though? Everybody good? I'm good. How are you? Good. Getting through the, the weather. I know uh, this week I'm driving out to Virginia. Actually, I'm flying out to Virginia and I'm driving back across the country like the next day. Just helping out a buddy. But I know Rich did some driving today too, so he feels my pain. Yep. Driving back and forth, helping out the neighbor with a falling tree on the neighbor's car. A little busy all day today. <laughs> good lord all right well i know everybody's tired so let's get to it all right let's start with something uh you know let's, let's start with uh, some uh discussion track versus flow we were having a discussion between us about uh um what services we we thought were better um josh what are your impressions as a coach as a fan what are your pluses and minuses of each uh, for me, track does a way better job of compiling stats and uh, making that uh, profile of the wrestler of the opponent you're going to be wrestling available. Just on the bracket, you click it, it pops up the profile on the next page. Um, track is, is video is a little harder to navigate through. To find a tournament is a little harder to navigate. You got to know the exact name, the city helps a lot um work versus flow it's pretty easy you search it in the search title bar and you can find videos but there's no real i mean there's stats like there's brackets but there's no stats on the matches or the wrestlers themselves um we did ask richard he's like the guru of like he can find anybody anywhere it doesn't matter he will find them um. <laughs> Like, like Josh said, I basically use Flow just to watch videos and kids that are at tournaments that we know, see how they're doing. Um, track, like he says, I'm, I use that to know what my daughter's next opponent or someone in her bracket, what she's done, where she's been. I will find you. <laughs> I know um, for me, I'm kind of in – on the fan slash tournament side because I want to, I want to use both those, one of those to run my tournaments. I'm kind of getting a feel for, I know what I like and don't like about each. I do like that flow. You need one account all year long. You get all the videos. I really like the way their bracket system goes like directly. The bracket has the, the link or the, the icon. You just click play and it's good to go. I love that. Um, 
So that's a plus there. But it seems like track wrestling is people prefer that in terms of registering. And I, I've been kind of staying away from it because uh, I want to keep the cost down for my tournaments, even though they're, they're already kind of, you know, I try to be respectful of people's money. But, uh, you know, track wrestling just seems to have the registration part for the tournament down as a parent, as a consumer. I think it's a little bit easier to navigate for that. But finding videos, I don't think you can get around how good Flow is. Especially all the added services that Flow has as far as the media coverage, the articles, the technique videos, the, you know, Carrie Colat videos, whatever, you, the, the documentaries are pretty awesome. Like, if you're ever bored and need something to do, they got a bunch of awesome documentaries. Yeah. Um, they don't do as much content as they used to. I mean, that, that used to be one of the best things about Flow was that it, um, it did a lot of content. And it didn't really do it anymore. And well, they're too, they're too busy doing flow grappling and flow swimming and flow equestrian oh, and flow rodeo. Oh, yeah, flow cheerleading. They got flow everything. So they're yeah. not just a wrestling company anymore. Yeah, but it's just insane because I don't know. I, I mean, I'm critical of flow because I do think of them as the ones that pushed wrestling to the forefront. I mean, even for like, I mean, you and I, I know I've. In Orange County, it used to be every Sunday, all you got was bracket sheets. You just got bracket sheets, you know, in a Sunday paper, see who be who, you know, and then coming through and seeing flow come up and just it'd be amazing. Rich, I don't think necessarily had to do, go through that because his, his daughter really was the one that did it. So I know it's probably a different impression for him. But when flow came out and they started doing all this content, it was amazing, you know, getting the Colat story after all these years and, and find out exactly what went on with that. And I was, that was when you and I were wrestling. So I'm sure we were already privileged to what happened, but just the backstory was good. Um, I still think that was one of the best ones. Uh, but I honestly feel like they dropped the ball when it comes to the girls. They did the Helen thing after, uh, after Rio, when there was so much build up. You had Adeline coming in as a multiple world champ. You had the crash court, the collision course coming in between Yoshida and, and uh, Helen. And everything was done after the fact, and it was like, man, they just don't get that one. So I don't know. And to me, they continue to do a disservice to the girls, to be honest, when they really could be championing it. And I know they're going to argue that they're going to say, oh, we're doing all these things already. But honestly, I don't see them doing much. I mean, they they do cover the girls when they're at specific you know tournaments where the boys are at, except for like UWWs, uh, juniors in Texas. They do cover that one, but. You know, with the who's number one, they won. They couldn't even figure out how to get Macy Kilty a match. They got Blades coming up. I know that, um, which I hope it's a match, but Kilty's an animal. She's amazing. But even with that, you know, you look at Helen. Helen and, and uh, Hedrick are going to have their wrestle-off the day before who's number one. I mean, what's the likelihood you're going to draw a crowd on that? It's a, it's a best of three series. I mean, are you going to go watch that, Josh? No, they should have had it at who's number one is what they should have done with USA Wrestling. But and to me, uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of flow in the certain senses. Every time they have a big event, their streaming goes down. They have enough money. They should be. They're charging enough money on recurring billing, and people can't figure out how to cancel. Um, they should be having their own servers. They should make sure they rent enough server space for that. But they're also doing a disservice to. The TV network stuff, they're they're trying to get the complete rights for USA Wrestling stuff. So 
NBC Sports. It can't get on NBC Sports. It can't get on ESPN. And if we want wrestling to really grow and we want NBC Sports and ESPN to cover wrestling, it needs to be aired on their networks or they're not going to cover it. That's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Rich, as a as like again, a parent who comes coming into the wrestling scene and uh, you know, do you think that it's important to have it on those larger networks or as as a parent coming in not really knowing the ropes? Um yeah, I would I would say you want to see it everywhere. Um, that's just what I, I you want to see it everywhere. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't think Little League World Series would be as big as it was if it was just on Flow Baseball. No, yeah, like, I don't think cover stupid stuff. They're, they're covering the cornhole championship and darts and stuff. No one yeah, cares. yeah, you know. And so, I, I think this is the problem that wrestling's got is that it wants to say a small family, but it doesn't. It, so it doesn't want to. So it wants to be big, but it doesn't want to get bigger. You know what I'm saying? It's like that kid that you know is going through a growth spurt and he wants to be a 106 pounder, but he's you know 127 pounds. You know, it's like those days are over, you know, but I think that's the big problem with wrestling. And I think Flo is doing a disservice because they do. They limit things like that, you know, and honestly, well, it's a two for it's not just Flo because USA Wrestling is also dropping the ball. They could be doing a lot more to pump things up. I mean, how many times do we have the World Cup in California, L.A., and nobody even knew? You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't on billboards. It might have been a bus or two. Um, and I do home health all across Southern California. I'm talking Simi Valley to Irvine, you know, and I didn't see a billboard. I didn't see, I didn't see anything, you know, and there's nobody thinking outside of the box. There's nobody. I mean, I was in a movie once and I'm waiting for the movie to start and it's a basketball commercial. I'm, I feel pathetic for even saying it. Basketball commercial got me pumped up. I was like, dude, I want to go wrestle right now. I'm going to go club somebody. You know, like it pumped me up, but it was basketball, and I'm like, God, wrestling is so dropping the ball. I mean, you look at UFC 227. You know, I mean, the UFC wrestling just taking over. You know, and then you got guys like Ray Lewis. You know, Hall of Famer. And you got, I mean, there's so many other sports that wrestling's helping. There's former wrestlers just dominating sports. That I think USA Wrestling could do a lot more. You know, there should be a major marketing push behind USA Wrestling. Use that 1.5 million. You know, get, get get us a major, major push. Get us some screen time on ESPN. You know, having Helen and Alex wrestle the day before who's number one, I think is not going to help. It's not going to help girls wrestling at all. They should have it at the same event, put it on the main card, so, you know, whatever. But I think it's it, it's doing, not doing a good service at all. Did you guys hear about the – I know this isn't on our topics, but uh, the AWL that Andy Barth is funding? No, I mean uh, – It's, no. it's, it's going to be kind of like uh, American Wrestling League, I think it's mm -hmm. called, and they're going to have dual – it's going to do dual meet format. They're going to pay each guy 2500 bucks to show up and 5000 if you win the match. You're welcome, kid. You're welcome. Because I remember somebody who did a shootout where they played flat rate to show, 25% bonus, sorry, 50% bonus to win, and a 50% bonus to win before regulation. Okay? I think I remember that. I think we were there. You were, yeah, you were in the stands. I, th I think that's the first time I met you, Rich. 
Yeah, uh, we were so you had you, uh, your daughter's coach, Eddie, I think, was there. Um, or, yeah, you guys all traveled together or something. No. And then, uh, you came down, and uh, that's when we first met. But, yeah. It was Gamino. Okay. And then, um, but, yeah. Down, it's been downhill from there, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that. I mean, that's good. That's good for wrestling. I know, you know, we had this shootout with Jordan Alder and Reese Humphries and BJ Futro. <laughs> And Jason Ness, and you know, we were trying to get Vicky and Haley together on that card too. Um, you know, we want to do one again. It's it's very difficult, very costly, but um, you know, we haven't been able to do it. We thought we had a matchup with uh, Pat Downey and Deron Wynn, but that fell through because Flo jumped in, um, and then it fell through again. But that's good. I think it's good for wrestling to have those things. Our athletes need to make some money. They need to be able to make to support themselves, and I think. You know, Andy Barth's going to jump in and, and help these guys. I think it's awesome. And Andy's done a great job, though. He was the one who was self-funding the World Cup when it was here. You know? And that's, that's a lot. It's a lot for him to be doing. So good for that guy, 100%. Um, so um, thoughts about that. I don't know. What do you think, though, about having such a delay between um, Helen and Alex's match, though, to qualify the team? It's not until August or October. We're here in August. It's not till October. Um, then the World Championships are soon after that. I mean, it's a lot to ask of our girls. I mean, I know Helen's hurt, but I've seen her on, you know, social media, and a lot of their stuff, but that's got to be rough. You know, Alex is coming in on her first Final X, and now you got to peak then, and you got to peak again. You know, but that's, again, granting, I guess, Helen's healthy. I don't know. You're, Josh, you're a part of Titan Breaker. Did they ever give you guys any insight? No, I don't get any insight on that. Um, no. I just think – oh, is that Rich? they ever give you anything? No. <laughs> I, get a, I get a high five and a handshake when I walk in the door. That's it. High five. <laughs> they're, reaching for, they're reaching for the monthly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sorry. No, but I do think it's 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 a little long. I understand Helen's Helen's the the person, the number one. So we got to give her the benefit of the doubt, and we want to put our best foot forward at Worlds. So um, I guess as long as it takes, it's up to USA Wrestling. If it was somebody else, I don't know that they'd wait that long. But you know, she is kind of our face of women's wrestling right now. So yeah. I mean, She's a prime example, I think, too, of how USA Wrestling could be doing a better job of marketing. Now, I don't know. Maybe Helen doesn't really want that spotlight. I don't. I don't know. But I mean, talk about the Golden Child. I mean, you chase down a, you know, a true Vision Quest, and that's probably that is that is the most famous movie I think in all of wrestling, Vision Quest. And she literally had her own. She went after the shoot, took her down. I mean, I think we we could be seeing her in a lot of other places. You know, and yeah, and and she's like the perfect marketing person. I mean, she's good looking. She's well spoken. Um, she's got a good personality in front of the camera. I've seen her interview a couple times, of, and it's just, you know, she's she's like the perfect spokesman you'd want for. But they're not using her at all for that kind of stuff. I I don't know. Yeah. Even like little sound clips, I would think they'd want her to just record a bunch and, and put those out as little commercials places. But Well, you know, it's funny. I, I just started taking my daughter rock climbing and they were telling me that um, in Tokyo on the bus, they have little tiny clips 
that like inform people about certain sports and, and rock climbing was one of them, you know, and in my mind, I started thinking like, man, if USA Wrestling did something like that, or even at just at major airports, everybody's just sitting there anyways. And there's always those TVs showing different commercials and stuff. If USA Wrestling just made a push with American Airlines, let's say, and they just showed clips, just showed clips, and then get people, get in people's ear for just a second, you know, and then, you know, those people are more likely when they come across it on NBC or whatever, oh, I remember seeing that. You know, and nowadays everybody's got their phone in their hand. Everyone's at their fingertips. Let me see. That's you know, Jordan Burroughs or you know, Kyle Snyder, all these guys. I think that would be helpful for sure. But, um, you know, with that being said, let's move on. Let's move on to, to something else. Okay, we, and we were having a discussion about uh, coaches and dads, and dads being coaches. Okay. Um, I'll give my experience first of all. I think it is it is an absolute nightmare to coach your own kid because when you have that that relationship with them, um, it's it's hard, you know. And they could kind of you're always going to be dad. It doesn't matter if you say I'm coach now; they're always going to be dad. And there have been some successful dads. I mean, you look as far as Lee Miracle, you know. You look at um, here in California, you have the Madsen sisters. You know, those girls were hammers and they had, you know, they had their dad as their coach. Um, so for me, I think I see more instances where it would probably be better served if dad wasn't the coach um, than having dad as the coach, which I know is hard, especially when dad knows wrestling. And I know, Josh, you, you're a successful wrestler, a successful coach. But, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to get what you need to in your, your kid. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Oh, it, it definitely is, and it's that it's that shutting it off, like when you're on your way home from practice or a tournament, like not talking about wrestling. That's the hard part, you know. Not not bringing up the shortfalls or what you see, like you would one of your other wrestlers that you could talk to, you know, and just lay it out on the line because then they take it personally, you know. Or at dinner, you're talking about it. It's 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 a tough, you know, shut it on, shut it off thing. Um, I think that it's it's a fine line i've seen some really great relationships between wrestlers and their dads being coaches and i've seen it literally tear you know families apart so um, i think there's a fine line i think you gotta have the kid wanting to have their parent coach them and even if they're they won't do want their parents sometimes it's not the best for them so you gotta kind of there, there's a lot of factors to it um I mean, Rich, in, in your limited experience, and I mean, you, you're pretty close with a lot of dads. Just from your perspective, like, how do you feel about that when you see that? I mean, are you more grateful that you didn't wrestle so you don't really have a say? Or do you think, like, man, I wish I knew a little bit more so I could maybe coach her a little bit? Um, obviously, I didn't wrestle. Coming into it, um, she wanted to wrestle. We let her wrestle. And uh, being in her corner was probably one of the hardest things to do because – trying not to sound like a dumbass and trying to help your daughter out at the same time. All I could be was like, no, don't do that. Or, or get up or just something dumb. But over the past like eight, nine years, you start learning a little bit. Um, she's the only one. I'm the only one that she wants in her corner. And I tell her several times, why do you want me? I have never wrestled. You're the one that knows how I wrestle. No one knows how I wrestle. I want you there, even though when I'm not there, because I'm asleep somewhere. <laughs> uh, <sleep. laughs> 
<laughs> Only in Oklahoma, it was a rough travel schedule. Hey, hey, you know what? I I understand because there's a lot of mats and the there's watering more, hole was on the other qualified. side. There was more qualified coaches to be your corner, but she personally doesn't want them in there. She wants me because you you know how I wrestle. They don't. I don't practice with them. You know how what I do. You know what I can't do. So that's just my daughter the way she sees it. But like I tell her, what do you do when you go to college? I can't be there for you. You're gonna have to be able to be learn. You have to learn how to be coached by someone else. I can't be there forever. Yeah. Well, as as a dad who's coached this kid, I'll, I'll say eat it up, eat it up as much as you can. Because number one, I can remember. I mean, I was, there's a picture on on Facebook, and um, these really awesome grandparents took it for for Des and I. And uh, it's the moment that Derek has her last match um, in California. You know, she still had Fargo that year, but uh, it was the last time I was going to be able to be in her corner. Um, <laughs> gosh, man, like it hit me like, man, this is the last time I'm going to be in her corner as, as her coach in high school. Um, you know, so it's difficult. It's super how did, difficult. How did you react to that? Being- oh, I cried like a girl. I cried like a woman. Oh, I'm just- because, um, um, I'm going to throw him out there. My cousin, Joseph Rodriguez, the last, <laughs> his last tournament, he was able to be with his daughter at the state. Um, he got a little teary eyed and we're, we're with my cousin. We, we're in the same room and, uh, he got a little teary eyed that night and I'm going to bring it up cause I want him to hear this later. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's the cousin that unfriended me, right? Because we're resting his daughter in the semis. <laughs> we literally josh we had dinner the night before okay we had dinner and then I go to my facebook and i'm like just looking through because i don't sleep ever and uh and it's the night before the finals and i'm like gosh all right and, you know we got estrada in and, and you know stressing out and i and i just like oh let me see what joe's saying and i'm like i can't find him like where'd he go like all right, whatever. And then, you know, and then Rich tells me later he unfriended you and blocked you so you couldn't see his daughter's uh. video. <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind, but I was just like, oh gosh. But uh, but no, but I mean, really good kid. And uh, I tried to introduce her to as many colleges as I could. Uh, I know Joseph was, was a little nervous um, about the process of things. Um, and I, I mean, I'm always willing to help. Even, even, and this is the thing too that I think a lot of people don't understand. I mean, I think I, I have a reputation, unfortunately, from how I, I used to be because uh, I didn't really hold my tongue when I thought something was wrong. I just say it. That's crap, you know. Or you're an idiot. Um, I don't do that anymore. I try not to. Liar. <laughs> That's why I talk to you guys. But um, but what I I try to figure out is that I help anybody's kids, you know. And I had a I had a parent. Uh, who went off on me at one of my tournaments. She was furious. Her daughter wrestled a, a big girl and her daughter missed weight by like three pounds. So I'm talking about like a 192 pounder and a 250 pounder. And um, and she was like, just giving it to me. And I, I gave her her money back plus gas money plus food money. It was like, have a good day. And her and her kid called me and was like, hey, am I still welcome at the tournaments? And I'm like, yeah, I forgot about it already. But you know, with Joseph, I was just saying like, I wouldn't wanted to help him out, even though we were going to be wrestling them and stuff like that. We wanted to help him out, and, and I'm happy she's going to Menlo because he said he was thinking about not wrestling for a while, huh? Rich? Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, um, she's going to Menlo this year. Um, hoping to hear some good things about her this year. She hasn't been wrestling very long, but she got a scholarship over there, so she'll be doing good over there. Yeah, she's got a huge upswing. And then that's the thing, too. A lot of parents get nervous about their kids going on next level, not wrestling long. But there's an upswing to that. And a lot of these coaches realize that girls wrestling is still growing. It's still new. 
a lot of girls still new to the sport and there's there's an upswing there you know yeah. that you know she's gonna have that room's tough i mean you're gonna have figueroa there you're gonna have you know aleda there you're gonna have they already got some hammers there you know that was really made a jump i think that's that's a lot of, that people don't realize because they don't maybe they're doing more now than they have in the past but they not they haven't done much but i think that was really on the swing really on the swing especially with those additions but um, um let's move on um so i did a little bit of homework you <laughs> yeah like i don't have enough things in my life to do um but i had to push my little one off for a minute and do these quick numbers so i'm going to start reviewing um tournaments and i want to uh i'm going to have like a tournament ranking based on last year's numbers okay not this year not who's going to be there anything like that because the season hasn't even started and we don't know who's going to be where but based off of last year's numbers so i was kind of going through carter high school um they're the first tournament of the year in southern california not california um and carter had 24 state placers at their tournament and it's the first tournament of the year um you know one of the weight classes was just super deep it was a 111 um and i'll read off some of the names that were there you had uh richie uh who took first and uh took second in state at 106. you had gomez who was first at 101. um she took second at that tournament then you had burrito who was fourth in state at 106. you had um let's see here. morales mariah morales uh the sixth at 106. you had doe from uh, from uh san Gabriel, uh, gabrielino you had uh, Suhei Seha at 106, uh, from, who took third in state at 106. That's one weight class. So one weight class had five state placers at, from 106. Um, so that's pretty impressive. Then they had uh, the two other weight classes that had multiple state placers in it, where 126 had three state placers in Cardenas, who took second in state, Chicas, who took seventh in state, and Mendoza, who took fourth in state. And that, they were both the uh, Cardenas and Chicas are at 121, and Mendoza ended up going down to uh, 116. Then you had uh, 150 had uh, Ariaga who took seventh in state at 137. She was at 150 at that time. Uh, had Padilla who took second in state, um, and you had Jersey Estrada who took first in state. That was at 150. Um, and you had a couple other ones that had like two placers. Um, 143 had uh, Gomez from Walnut who took seventh in state at 131. And Hutchison, who took six and stayed at 143. You had uh, 106s, uh, had Martinez and Mendoza. Uh, Martinez from Ayala High School, who took third in state at 101. And uh, Mendoza took six and stayed at 101. They were at 106 at the time. Uh, 170s had uh, third in state, uh, Rusing, who was in state finalist the year before. And Shell, uh, who took eighth in state. Um, so yeah, so that tournament obviously is pretty tough. I mean, 24 state placers. It's not counting uh, the Norte Vista girl who uh, who was a state placer coming back and got injured at the regionals. I think that's what she got uh, injured with at the regionals. And, and if I recall, Hawaii sent a hammer team out there too. So well, the same thing, Hawaii sent a lot of good girls too. Yeah, no, Hawaii's got a tough, tough, tough um, group of schools. And my understanding too uh, was that they were like maybe – I don't know the results of the end of the state tournament, the end of the year state tournament, but when that tournament actually happened, they were saying that that was maybe the fourth best team in the state, and they came out and just hammered. But again, Selma didn't have their big guns. They, they didn't bring out a couple of girls or, or several girls that 
you know, by the end of the year, we're, we're putting up big points for them. But that's, uh, you know, something to, to kind of look out for. So I think Carter's a really good tournament. Um, it's not like a four-star system. I'll probably give them a four-star tournament because of that, the number of state placers that are there. Um, you know, they run a good program. They run it through TMI. Uh, they have a huge gym. We ran the, uh, the show of forces duels out there. There's more than enough room. I mean, just a huge gym. You saw Josh. You know, they ran Masters there a couple yeah. times. Um, you know, Coach Chavez does a good job out there, or a good early season tournament. Um, it's just way out in the middle of nowhere. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's on the way to Vegas. It's kind of <laughs> out, out that way. Uh, that far. But, I mean, it's off the 15. And, and, or, and the, uh, 210, and the, 210 and the 15. Yeah. Two-day this, this coming year? This year it is a two-day also. So last year, my understanding is they turned away about 20 schools. Oh. So this year it's actually going to be uh, a two-day. So I think the level of competition is probably only going to get better and yeah. maybe some out-of-state competition coming in also. We, we got lucky. They let, they let our team in. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they got all you guys in? Yeah, all, all last minute. All one of us. <laughs> and, and my understanding too, uh, Rich, is your daughter didn't even your daughter didn't win that tournament, right? No, she uh, she took second. She wound up losing to Hawaii girl, I believe, by like one or two points. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. That, I mean, that tells you how tough that tournament is. I mean, Alyssa's tough, and that was what Alyssa's only loss going into state, right? Um, no, she had lost at Esperanza. She that's got a. Got a DDT? Yeah, she got DDT to Esperanza, then avenged that off that I see. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. But you guys got like an HC too, right? I mean, despite winning Napa and uh, La Puente, the two really big tournaments, right? And then you got an AC. Oh, yeah. hey, it was a tough tournament. I, I'm just saying, our tournament's kind of tough. That's why she shouldn't have been eight. She probably should have been two or three. Hey, look at the state tournament. We didn't even get seated. The number two girl seed, we teched. Oh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Seeds don't matter. That's all. I'll do right. Wrestling matters. Wrestling matters. Rankings are fun. I think that's the thing, too, that people need to realize the difference between rankings and seeds. Seeds are done on a formula. Rankings are a personal opinion, which we're going to try to keep at least as clear as possible so everybody kind of knows what's going on. <laughs> It's always kind of annoying when someone's like, well, I just, because I want that person there, that's it. So, so, no how many off doing that? <laughs> so, okay. Um, moving on. What do you guys think? Um, or let's, let's talk about who you guys think might, we're going to be coming into the high school season. Some teams to watch this year. It depends where Wolf Estrada goes. Oh, what have you heard, Mr. Rybeck? Have you heard anything about that down in Orange County? I've heard – I know he's living in Sacramento right now, area, Sacramento area. I'm not going to say Sacramento City, but up in the Sacramento area. And But I've also heard ramblings that he might be in land in the L.A. section. So we will have to see and, you know, whether or not his daughter – goes the same place he does i don't know he you know it's he spent time in colorado and she spent time out here so i don't know that they're connected directly but i i think my personal one that i think will be coming up is probably i'm gonna say birmingham is looking tough 
Yep. They're looking tough. Do they, they got a couple. They got a couple young ones coming in. Well, you know, I mean, do they have a relationship, or do they? I mean, does does he know the coaching staff there? Uh, yeah. Well, he wrestled with one of the coaches at uh, Veterans Worlds, I mm-hmm. think, last year or the year before, or last something like that. Um, and I'm sure they know each other. I mean, Jimmy at Jimmy at Birmingham is pretty. Uh, decorated in Greco and Jeff is kind of a Greco guy. So, um, at least according to Mario, he's the man. So, um, that would be interesting. I mean, yeah, because Jimmy's doing a great job at Birmingham. I mean, since, since taking on the girls, you know, and building his program, I mean, yeah, I mean, really doing a good job, but they got a huge team. And he's doing a good job of winning boys and girls stuff. I mean, they're winning CIF boys and girls. You know, I know they, I think trade off of San Fernando sometimes, um, but they've been going back and forth for quite a bit now. Yeah. So, I mean, introducing, if they were to introduce Wolf into that section, I mean, that might entice some other coaches to come out, you know, because San Fernando has a rich history, you know, of, of success on boys and girls, but, you know, might, might coax some other hammers to come in and start coaching at that area too. So I, I had a good time when I coached there. That's for sure. Compete against those teams. So only walked away with one ring. What are you? What are you hearing? What are you hearing, Rich? You're the guy with the ear with your ear to the ground. Like, what's what's the ramblings? You guys know the same as I know. We talk all day, every day. Who's going? <laughs> well, who's going where, and who's the team to look out for besides Birmingham? Um, I don't know, cause you have those teams that get those late recruits. <laughs> you never know. It could be one of those teams that. They're not recruits. They just happen to move schools at the last minute for some unknown reason. They just go to some random school that happens to have a bunch of other good girls. It's not recruiting. Listen, just turns out that girl likes underwater basket weaving, and we just started a program. (laughs) Hey, your impression is getting better. He did tell you to work on it, and you must be been working on it because it's getting better. I was just sitting there thinking. You know, for the late recruits. <laughs> no, um, no, but that central that or that that section right there is going to get tough because you got the introduction of uh, Pioneer Valley, who always has a bunch of girls. You got, um, you know, Napomo, um, Rigetti's getting some hammers from the kids section. Uh, the Quad Squad out there, I love that team. Those those kids are awesome, but they got a good crop of girls coming through. Um. And then, oh, you, some breaking news. I'm super excited. My buddy, uh, Cuesta College coach, uh, Mr. Albert Garza, is going to be taking over the Morro Bay girls team. That was decided, oh, two hours ago. So I think having a high-level coach at that school also is going to help that area. Uh, it just seems like girls wrestling stops at Santa Maria when you still have San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, you know, Morro Bay. Does so Morro Bay get in the central section now? Is that where they're going? Yeah, all of them are. All that, that whole area is going central. Have we heard how many each? I know we've heard rumblings, but have we heard how many each one's getting? Has CIF officially put the bracket to 36 no. men? My understanding is that they've kicked around. Um, well, I, I, everybody's getting one more. 
a couple of sections might be getting to. Um, but I'll call my CIF liaison and get an idea about that. But um, they don't know how many regionals they're going to run for their section. That's the other thing that they're going to do. So it's not going to be like they used to where you just make weight and you qualify for state. You're going to actually have to go through and uh, qualify. So that's going to be tough, too, because in that same section, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but I think Fargo, All-American, Charlotte, Carmusian not get through the state qualifier in your section? He's helping his wife right now, I think. Am I wrong with that, Josh? Is that the same section? No, that's the same section. Yeah. So that the number one and number two girl in the state, and our section only sends the top two, so... Yeah, that's that's a tough one, and and the problem is is it's been so up and down in the central section. You know, they have a a whole crop of studs, and then it doesn't happen, or it's just Selma and one other school or something. You know, that's kind of that's the running joke, right, Rich? Is like it's going to be Selma versus everybody else in the yeah Masters finals. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy because when they start wrestling each other and one of them loses, you can hear the whole crowd <laughs> and all. That central section tournament is something else. I heard a story. Uh, a young lady is wrestling uh, a Golden Valley girl. I forget which one it was. Sada <laughs> Lewis. She's wrestling, and um, she gets hurt. Okay, she goes over her allotted time, right? Which is automatically a forfeit, right? Well, my understanding is another school says, "Hey, it's fine." The opponent school, it's fine. Let's just wrestle the match out, give her all the time she needs, which, of course, isn't supposed to happen, but they agree to it. They wrestle the match out, and then they go back and say, no, 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 it's too late. She went over her time limit. She forfeits. After she beat the girl. After she beat the girl. <laughs> yeah, I heard the same thing, and I heard it was Selma. <laughs> oh, don't know about that. Just saying it was an interesting story. But the school... You're saying the school started, the name started with an S and ended with an A? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying some people have tattoos of this logo on them. Yeah. So, but yeah. And I was just like, whoa, that was crazy. Because you know what? Because I, I really like Golden Valley and I really like their girls. And they're, they're, they're always sweethearts. They always come to our events. And when I was looking for them at state, I got the story then. And I was like, oh, man, that's rough. So, I mean, how are you with that, Josh? How do you, how do you feel about people taking a taking a seat like a little roger santiago ruben de leon-esque going way back circa 94 93. <laughs> i mean how do you feel about that you mean after like taking like if they're getting slammed taking a seat and not yeah they get slammed for a legal move and coach is like mm. i i hate it but the rules there to protect a kid that's good from being like dazed and confused or too injured to continue if he was injured but the, so many times you see a, a kid getting up and the coach runs over there and pats him and, no 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 sit down take your time take your time oh no he's too hurt to get or she's too hurt to continue that's not that's not cool like as a coach you got to be teaching your kid the right thing saying you know if it was an illegal move then we'll deal with it. But, you know, if it was like, if it, you literally got dropped on your head, that's one thing. But if it was like a questionable, like bad call by the ref, I don't know. And, and you're about to get teched and then you 
you take a fall, uh, that's that's dumb. Ooh, I don't know. What would you do, Rich? You're you're in your daughter's corner. You see her get slammed. It, it's a it's a big tournament. Means something. And uh, if she lays down, she wins. If she gets up, she's got to wrestle the match. What do you tell your daughter to do? I don't know. That's a tough one. Semis at state. Semis at state. Because she's been to that tournament like Esperanza and got dumped on her head and she was done. So I, I'm going to do what's best for my daughter. If she's hurt, I'm going to say, hey, you're done. Let's go. What if she's maybe uh, – she could maybe go, but if you just sit down, it's an automatic win. Yeah, let's say she's not really hurt. You know she's not really hurt or that hurt. But if you know you don't wrestle, you, you just take the W and keep going. Because we know what Mario would do, but he's oh, not dude. here to defend himself. Mario's paying kids to dump his kid. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get up and say, take the win. I'm going to go the easy route, the Mario route. <laughs> hey, you know what I've learned? I've learned that nobody gives a damn about your backstory. If you say, like, oh, I could have laid down, but they don't care. All anybody ever cares about is, did you make the finals? Did you win? Uh, all they yeah. care about. So I, I've, I've been a... It's, I, I've, I've been on the wrong side of coaching for a long time. I've been the one that like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to earn it. Even made my daughter go at a harder weight class because I was like, you know what? I'd rather you take fourth in a tough weight class than first full of a weight class of cream puffs. But no, nobody cares. Nobody cares. They just care if you won. That's all they ever ask. So I, I'm going to go with that. Now, this could lead to something. Um, when we do our rankings, I had this question posed to me. What? How are we gonna rank somebody? Let's say, let's say uh, Josh, your daughter's wrestling Valdivia's daughter. And Valdivia's wrestled her three times. They're on their fourth time. And Valdivia's, you know, taking her to the shed three times. And the fourth time, your daughter hits a beautiful headlock. You know, Daria Caldwell style, left-handed, the other way. Nobody saw it coming and sticks her. Now it's three to one. Valdivia on the series, are we going to go with just most recent head-to-head, -head, or are we going to go with the body of work? Like, look, she's taking you to the shed three times. Well, first of all, well, that can be a different topic, but my daughter doesn't know a head and arm because I think it's horrible for women's wrestling. That's the pump monster thing, right? Yeah, that's that's the dumbest thing. It They have too much success too early, and they don't learn how to wrestle any other way except a stupid head and arm and a horrible one. So... She doesn't know a head and arm, so she might have caught her in a half or something, the cradle. But um, the inside trip, Victoria Anthony style. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it was. To the back. Yeah, right to her back. Um, no, I think that it, you have to at least beat that person. If you've already lost three times, you got to probably win two times in a row to to be ranked above them, or because it, it's ranking, it's not seating. So in the seating criteria, it would absolutely be the last head to head. That one counts, the seating. But as far as rankings, I think that Valdivia would have earned that, you know, higher ranking beating three times in a row and getting a fluke. You know, now if it's body of work, it's a body of work. Now, I guess if the match was three to two, four to three, three to two, and you lost three times and then you won five to two or five to three, something real close again, then that's a different story. Then, you know, they're right there. And I'd say maybe that last win does count to a little more than, you know, getting slammed up, you know, whooped up and then come back and get like. Get one back. Okay. 
No, I, I, I actually have to agree with you guys on this because, um, you know, we've had that instance before. You know, my daughter was taking the shed to taking this girl to the shed a couple times, and then she, uh, she double legs the girl, snap down double leg, runs through, girl lands with her knee up, and hits my daughter right in the solar plexus. Out she goes, and uh, twelve hours her in the spine board, and uh, we end up losing our seed. It's terrible. But uh, I actually agree with you guys on that one for sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't like that. Um, okay. Well, let's kind of wrap it up here. Um, UFC 227, guys. You guys get a chance to watch it. Rich, did you remember watching it? I, I did not watch it. I was uh, preoccupied with uh, other festivities. Was there was there a captain involved somehow? or? <laughs> uh, captain... Uh, Let's, let's just call him Captain Morgan. I, I wasn't able to watch it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's too bad. I watched it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, Another reason why my camera's not on tonight. <laughs> two, two wrestlers, you know, both winning uh, their, the fights, both titles. Um, I think right, I saw a thing saying there's six former wrestlers that are uh, – Six former wrestlers that are current UFC champs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the, here's here's the stats real quick, okay? So this is on a tweet. Uh, Coach MJR Julia Salata retweeted it. Uh, the 2008 men's wrestling teams' aggregated record at Beijing was seven and nine. The whole team went seven and nine. Okay. Four of those seven wins. When he won the gold medal. Okay, now, 2008 U.S. men's freestyle wrestling team aggregated record in professional MMA, 54 and five. Okay, so two of those losses are Cormier's to Jones, and which probably which probably don't count because Jones is probably yeah he's all doped up. Yeah, doped up, booger sugar, whatever you want to do, but. Which I don't think is illegal. I think in MMA, I think I said it's totally fine. Um, and the two losses were Cejudo's. One of them, I gotta look and see who has the other one. Uh, but we know Askren has zero for that. I would love to see Askren and Khabib. That would just be amazing. Dana White is afraid. Dana White is afraid that Askren will come and beat his champ. Oh. And he even said, "The only way I'm retired, but the only way I'm coming back is." To get a UFC fight that means something, but I hope I see Askren just on a side thought. I hope I see him in that AWL league because I think he'll come. He loves wrestling. He loves competing. He talked about doing the US Open this year, and you know stuff got in the way with RTC and whatnot getting that job. But I, he's gonna make a little mini comeback, not a big one, but just a fun comeback. He was talking about doing the um, the Midlands. Yeah, he he says he is doing the Midlands. We'll see. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. um, That poor little redshirt freshman coming in is going to get swapped up by Astrid. By Astrid. Yeah, so I was impressed. I was impressed with Henry's ability to adjust, to be honest. I mean, he got tanked, that first one. DJ was just like, oh, here, here's some knees. And then just finished him up real quick. And I was like, man, I don't know if Henry's going to be able to close the gap this fast, you know. But 
Finally. Gosh, I get so tired of seeing wrestlers not wrestle. That's my worst thing. And, and even in women's MMA, like, did I ever tell you guys that I wasted my money going to the Ronda Rousey, uh, Sarah McMahon fight? I literally, like, I got finished with our state qualifier, and I literally pedaled the floor straight to Vegas, got there, and I decided I will never pay to go to a UFC fight again. I was like, my lord. Like, I – oh, and by the way, okay, I don't know if you guys follow him like, like deeply, but there's a girl named Gabby Garcia. Gabby Garcia is – enormous okay she is huge and like she's, six like six four like 250 260 plus yes yes okay and she puts out there she's looking for a fight right one of my favorite clinicians we've ever had at any somewhere event randy miller answers the call and is like let's do it and randy is no taller than me okay <laughs> But yeah, I'm, so she's like, like she's like five one five two. She's like, right, right. yeah. I mean, we play handball against the curb. I'm not even gonna tell you anything else. Like we like my I'm on a beach chair. My feet are dangling right now. Okay, like Randy is like, let's do it, and Gabby's like, let's go, and she's like trying to get that fight. I love it. I love when when they get step up like that. But all I have to say is that when wrestlers are in the like, out there mixed martial arts, wrestle, mix it up. Don't feel like you got to go out there and be you know the hand specialist. You know, but Randy's not that big, is she? No, she's not. <laughs> she's not. She's given up some height and some size. She's not that big. I'm sure Gabby's gonna cut down. You know, but no, she's not that big at all. I know that. You know, that, that's gonna be interesting. But back to the UFC last night. Um, I was happy with TJ. Wrestling was gonna win either way because Cody was a wrestler back in the day in Ohio and pretty pretty well ranked. But TJ. California boy, California boy, all the way, and then having Henry win, like a Mexican. Hey, so you know, you know, all those guys. Uh, TJ is is one Archuleta. Um, there's a whole group of them. Are all training with the training lab, who also trains David Taylor, and a lot of the Penn State guys and all that. So they're is that, is that uh, Joey's brother? That's Joey's older brother, Sam Calavita. He's like the the genius of MMA weight cutting. Like literally, these guys are eating. Have you seen Aaron Pico? He works out with them. Yeah. He's absolutely shredded. He doesn't miss a meal. He eats four or five times a day. You know, he's got it down to a science. Um, these guys are just. I mean, my daughter uses him in his meal plans because his son is a sophomore at Esperanza. So. Mm -hmm. We got that benefit. And he's got two younger ones too, which is awesome. Dude, I can remember when I was wrestling for SoCal Bulldogs and uh, Joey was younger than me. But I can remember Sam being there and I'm like, dude, that guy, like I was a young kid. I was seven, eight. I was like, that guy is a monster. He's like jacked back in the day. And uh, you know, I just remember, I'm, you know, I just heard stories. I heard crazy stories, but I can always remember Sam being there for his brother, you know, and uh i know there was a rough relationship between sam and his dad with, with his wrestling but i i thought i thought sam was joey's dad you know in the beginning you know and then you learned after you know as you sit around you start talking to people and stuff and and i i talked to shane and dane valdez back then because we wrestled together um but yeah i mean just a super nice guy always even though he was super jacked he was a nice guy joey was yeah. always an animal i just remember that kid with the jump rope all the time 
And then uh, seeing him come through high school and stuff, he was jacked. So I'm not surprised that that's his brother. It's good well, to see him. Sam, Sam's a lot older, and he's got to be. Got to be I'm a gap just, like, my, like I, my daughter's. Like I'm just, take, I'm just taking a wild guess. He's probably in his early 50s, maybe mid 50s. And he still does like three or four triathlons a year. And he's probably like, you know, four and a half, five percent body fat. I mean, he's just like a machine still. He'll yeah. get out there and, you know, train these guys and train with them and just make them look like they're chumps. <laughs> and he's good. Yeah. No, that that's cool to see. That, yeah. Like I said, I, I've, I'm a fan of his just from how he was with his brother. And and going back to like dad's coaching and stuff, I've seen more success with siblings coaching siblings than I have with dads trying to do it. You know, and I don't know if it's because the siblings can whoop on each other and it's a little yeah. easier than, than a dad getting his daughter in a headlock. I don't know. It's, I think my older daughter might have freaking bionic knees by the time my little one starts wrestling, but she'll probably still be out there trying to coach her. So anyhow. Alrighty, fellas. I think uh, the next one I'm gonna do. Um, I wish Mario could find the way to get himself back on the podcast, but um, hopefully he does because I need to know of some northern tournaments to review. Some of the tougher ones, of course, Napa is automatic. I'm not sure. I'm gonna either do Napa or I'm gonna do Queen of the Hill for the next podcast uh, review. I'm gonna review, try to review one every week, and then um, kind of get, get Jimmy Bowers on. Listen. I got so much to say. You guys don't got enough time. <laughs> we we just need to we just need to wait till school starts and registration is closed before he gets on. <laughs> but I, I get him on. Talk about his limit. We just need to we know who's on his team and who's waiting who's waiting thirty days to get on his team. <laughs> hey, Jimmy will tell you. Jimmy Jimmy's Jimmy says it. Like, look, he doesn't recruit anybody. Success finds success. That's that's how he puts it, you know. So whether that's the case or not, I don't know. I mean, you went to Calvary, didn't you, Rybeck? Yeah, I did. I oh. went to get. I went there to get better. Hey, I'll be one hundred percent honest. I went to Savannah one year, and it was strictly to get better. That's what it was. I had to go back because the coach left, and then I had to uh, go be a dad. So once once that coach was gone. And I had to go back. So, yeah, you know, but I, yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, we want to have coaches on to talk about how they're doing the program and stuff like that. And Jimmy's one of those guys that uh, has a lot of girls every year. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've been in the top five in the state for the last, I don't know, three, four, or five years, whenever he kind of took over and got that program, you know, going in the right direction. Do you, do you kind of know the history of that program? I've heard the history. I probably, you know, you never know who you hear it from, how well, much truth there is. Yeah, because, I mean, it depends on who you hear it from. <laughs> Back when I used to talk to his brother. <laughs> um, uh, he, he, uh, <laughs> you guys know the history of that this year. Um, so his, brother wrestled, his brother's daughter wrestled at West Covina, and then they transferred out to Corona. Maybe they sent him to Corona. Um, he was starting to run the program and everything, and then something happened. Don't know what. They weren't getting along. Brother goes over to San Dimas. He keeps, he keeps the Corona team, and boom, that team just starts growing, and it just continues to grow. And I think it was growing under, you know, when, when uh, Jeff was there. But 
Jimmy did a good job of keeping it going and, and improving and stuff like that. Honestly, why, why do you think in the time that you've been around, Josh, why do you think they haven't won the big show? They've had the teams. Ooh, I mean, you save that for another episode. It's getting late. Yeah. yeah, it's getting late, I guess. We'll talk about it in the next episode. One, we can save that for another episode. I think one thing that is crazy to hear some of these school numbers, and I know there's one in Northern California that has more, but like Corona has like 40, 50 girls on their team. Um, and in Hillcrest has 60 girls on their team. I mean, sheer numbers and you have a student population, you're going to get some animals coming through, but that'll be a next episode. When we get him on, when we get him on, we'll have him tell his side of the story and then we'll tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, literally all of us have jobs. So I, I don't know how Mario doesn't manage to get himself on. So anyhow, alrighty guys. Well, we're going to play it out right now, but thank you guys. Hey, real quick, real quick shout out to the New York peeps that are following our podcast and we get some messages from. Oh, that's true. Getting some yeah. love from New York. Uh, so we're happy with that. We're happy with all the love we get. Anybody who's watching, send us out a shot. Comments, comments on the Facebook, comments on YouTube. We're reading all of it. We really do appreciate it. Um, I got some people up in the James Logan area that uh, I had some discussions with this week because they were super supportive, but Anyhow, all righty, we got jobs. We got to get going. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Like, share us. Get us out there as much as we can. Uh, Josh, thank you. Rich, thank you again. And uh, everybody say, screw Mario. Have a good day. Screw Mario. <laughs> Let's see here.